The first scripture is from Jeremiah chapter 33, verses 14 through 16. Jeremiah 33, 14 through 16. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called, the Lord is our righteousness. Our gospel lesson comes from the gospel according to Luke chapter 21, verses 25 through 33. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken, then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Then Jesus told them a parable, look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. As we have heard Pastor Lori told us and Master Spivey told the children and us, we begin the Advent season today. Our theme this Advent season is making room in the inn. The gospel according to Luke chapter 2 verse 7 tells us that there was no room in the inn for Mary and Joseph and for the birth of the baby Jesus. That lack of room in the inn for the birth of Jesus becomes a symbol for us that the world is not a welcoming place for all God's children or all God's people. Even today, some people are told that there is no room for them because they are the wrong kind of people. From the wrong nation of birth or ethnicity or language group, poor or illiterate, or physically, mentally, or emotionally ill, or they are excluded by others' greed or fear. Regardless of the reasons, excluded people end up in the outside, on the outside. They do not receive welcome or hospitality. Many of them have no viable alternative an experience of despair and hopelessness. The feeling is more desperate when they have no control over the situation. 
I really shouldn't be saying they. Sometimes they is us, you and me. And sometimes we may be the ones excluded or we may be the ones who are excluding and making no room for all God's children. Today on the first Sunday of Advent, we look at the prophet Jeremiah who lived and served God in Jerusalem in terrible times of darkness and exclusion. Yet his prophecies of God's word made room for the life and hope of the people of Israel. What more, what most of us desperately want in life, even nowadays, is space, room to be ourselves, and to live with dignity and hope and purpose. But sometimes there is no space. But then by God's grace in faith, we are led beyond our suffering to a new possibilities. One of my all-time favorite movies is called The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel for the Aging and the Beautiful. It is a beautiful movie. It captures both the anguish of being crowded out and an eventual joy finding room, joy of finding room. In that movie, a number of aging British people find that there is no longer room for them in their old age, in their own English society. Funds are short, respect is lacking, and the prospect for life is getting worse. Most, most of them through no fault of their own. At the same time, in the Indian city of Jaipur, a young hotel entrepreneur, played by Dev Patel, hopes to make a living through meeting the needs of the British retirees. He decides to turn a part of his hotel into homes for the aging British guests. He hopes also to meet, to meet his need, which is making a living. How many of you have seen that movie, by the way? Oh good, I'm among friends. Those of you who haven't, make sure you see it. It's very entertaining and good. With very different stories of life crisis, each of these aging British people make the desperate leap from familiar England to Jaipur, India. They trust that what they will find in Jaipur will be a good life. However, the cultural differences, the dust and dirt, and noise, the dense crowds of Indian people, the food, the natural conflicts and struggles of life lead them to despair. They fear that they might have made a bad situation of their own worse by having left England and landing in Jaipur, India. When the crisis arises, the young hotel manager does not deny the reality of their struggles and his own. But this positive, his positive nature sees hope beyond the troubles. It is determined, he is determined to help his guest find hope in his hotel. He assures them with an Indian saying, in the end, everything will be all right. If it is not all right, it is not yet the end. So I would like to show you all a little 
clipped my favorite part of the movie. What about you, Mrs. Greenslade? What about me, Mrs. Donnelly? We haven't talked much, have we, you and I? My loss, evidently. Will you stay? I'm not sure what I shall do. Nothing here has worked out quite as I expected. Most things don't. But you know, sometimes what happens instead is the good stuff. All we know about the future is that it will be different. Thank you. Enjoy your stay. Welcome. Please. This is a building of the utmost character. And as but the perhaps what we fear is that it will be the same. So we must celebrate the changes. Because, as someone once said, Everything will be all right in the end. And if it's not all right, then trust me, it's not yet the end. As we see in the movie, one guest played by Judy Dench says, nothing here has worked out quite as I expected. The guest played by Maggie Smith replies, most things don't, but what happens instead is the good stuff. Trust in hope turns darkness into light. The prophet Jeremiah had two messages. First, he spoke the warning words of the Lord about the coming doom. He, hold his, he told his people that they would be destroyed by northern invaders. They had forsaken God by worshiping the idols of Baal. While they were in denial, the Babylonian army appeared to lay siege to Jerusalem, just as Jeremiah had prophesied. Even then, the prophet Jeremiah's words of doom were mocked and rejected by the people of Jerusalem. Jeremiah told the people the city would fall and the country would be defeated. They rejected the prophet and abused him by throwing him down into a well and imprisoning him. But he kept talking about what God has asked him to say. When all the doom Jeremiah prophesied was about to take place, he moved to his second message, the message of hope. He bought a piece of family property in the village of his birth, Anadoth. All is about to be lost and Jeremiah is buying a property. It was a powerful invitation or rather symbol to his people that life would someday be normal again. People will buy and sell again and people would be at peace with God again. He gives them hope. Jeremiah said in chapter 29 verses 11 to 13, for thus says the Lord, for surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for you, your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. 
Then when you call upon me, come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. In the end, Jeremiah says, it will be all right. In the end, there will be space created by God for all God's children. The prophet Jeremiah made room for his people by speaking words of hope from God. Those words were promises on which God's people could cling there in their captivity. As we enter Advent season today in preparation for Christmas and the birth of baby Jesus, we are reminded that the story of human life is full of conflict and struggle and need and fear. But that darkness is overcome by the light of the hope God gives in Jesus through people like the prophet Jeremiah. The prophet Jeremiah made room for God's people. We too, like him, are called to create space for God's children for whom there is no room in the inn. Like the prophet Jeremiah, the gospel writer Luke speaks God's word of hope into human darkness. He speaks of Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. We read the message of hope in Luke chapter 1, verses 30. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Prophet Jeremiah's prophetic words and the words of the gospel writer Luke promised us room for hope. We were reminded of that hope when we lit the candle of hope in the beginning of this worship service. Emmanuel, God is with us in Jesus. As we read Psalm 148, verse 5, happy are those whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. God's word of hope have come all the way to our lives today, to all of us. In the end, all will be all right. In the end, God wins. In the end, God makes room for hope for all God's children. Thanks be to God.